Welcome, everyone, to the Superpowers for Good Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and I am so excited today to introduce you to Emil Nani. He is our guest today. He's the CEO and founder of Boaz Bikes. This is a, a new alternative. It's an intriguing one, new alternative to the old uh, uh, Lime and uh, <laughs> all those other scooters that are laying around the cities of, of America. Uh, it's really a cool thing that he's got going on. So please join me in welcoming Emil Nani. Emil, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it is just a thrill to have you. And and I, I love what you're doing. I think you're doing some things that really bring some nuanced but important differences to this last mile transportation problem that continues to be a problem around the country and that scooters helped address, but not perfectly. So give us a minute, take us through what you're doing at Boaz Bikes. That's different. So with Boaz started this company back in 2018. Um, so right there when Bird and Lime started, we all started in 2018, but I started it when I saw somebody fall off a bird alarm scooter in mid-2018. So to me, it was like, man, safety is going to be something huge. So back in 2018, we started to solve the safety problem that was uh, already popping up early on. Uh, I got on Google and I started to look and it was saying like they were only in 20 cities at the time, but people were getting hurt in these 20 cities. So that's what Boaz was created for. It was created so that it could be a safer option. And then once I got rooted into the business, we didn't put bikes out on the ground to early 2019. And once I got rooted in the business and having scooters in, within the cities, then I realized there was this huge gap where uh, uh, equity was a big part, like these underserved communities. And my competitors were only focusing on these large uh, uh, tourist areas, these large patches, downtown ho uh, hotel areas, and so many other people weren't having access to transportation. So Boaz set out to, to solve safety, equity within uh, uh, communities. Well, you know, this is an intriguing thing. I, I love the scooters, but they are, they are scary and a little bit dangerous. And I, when I was a little kid, uh, you know, so this is 50 years ago. Hard to admit that anything that happened to me happened that long ago, but it was. I got on a little scooter that, you know, built in proportion, just like these burden lime scooters. It was not powered, but I started going down a little hill, hit a tiny little rock, went over, and I ended up in the emergency room. Big, huge, huge gash in my knee. You know, it was like four inches long. You know, I looked, looked down to see a scratched knee and found my, you know, I could see my... uh uh, what do you call it? my kneecap uh, right there? And I was like, holy cow, this is not good. Uh, so it's uh, I've always felt like there is a safety issue and you've addressed that. Tell us a little bit about how you address that, because it's great that you have. But tell us how. Sweet. So um, coming from a mechanical background, it just stood out to me that just putting a, a seat on the scooters were a lot safer. So. Given the rider that lower center of gravity, 
if something were to happen on a scooter, on a Boaz, you know, you're already so so close to the ground. You're not going over the handlebars. Um, couple that with our open deck, you know, where you put two feet in front of you when you ride one of our vehicles. So if something were to happen, you're able to easily just slide off. And you're already close to the ground, so you're not getting hurt. Um, you know, if, if you were to hit a bump or something, couple that with we put early on, they had these small tires on the bird and live scooters, but we put much larger tires on our, our vehicles so we can go over them bumps and cracks in the roads. And then we put turn signals and side mirrors. And we're still the only scooter company out there that has the turn signals and side mirrors on their vehicles to let people behind you know that, hey, I'm turning and you're able to see cars or other uh, 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 micromobility uh, um, vehicles coming up behind you. And we also put the icing on the cake by putting a basket. So if you'll see around these cities, like people are riding with one hand, you know, they're holding their their, their laptop bag, a backpack or purse or something with their other hand and it's not safe at all. So putting that basket on every single vehicle so you can put your stuff in it so you can ride hands-free is a, a life changer in this space. And that's just some of the reasons why we're, we're safer as far as a design uh, perspective. Yeah, and people really are. There's, there's great data. You alluded to that. People are really uh, getting hurt on the Lime and Bird scooter, standing up, running into things, hitting curbs, falling down, you know, wrists getting broken all the time right uh and those are the minor ex ex uh, injuries uh so really important stuff now let's talk about equity how do you address equity with with these bikes or scooters so we're, we're all over the place on the equity side so just people in within these underserved communities like if you're on any type of government assistance we give you 50 percent off your ride so you're not paying that top dollar price our goal is to make sure you're able to get from point a to point point b um in a safe and affordable way uh, couple that with these pockets these neighborhoods these communities that don't have access uh uh to public transportation we station our vehicles within these communities. So what we do is we partner up with select select communities. And since we uh, we use our, our, our AI to help us move vehicles around the city. So we're constantly moving vehicles around the city to meet demand. So since we're shifting vehicles, the vehicles that we call overflow that, that may not be needed for a high demand period, like football game or basketball game or real big concert that's going on those vehicles get shifted to our equity zones and uh they're able to be rented within these areas and we don't lose any any money in fact we actually make money even by giving off half off rides because now we're reaching the people that we're the only ones reaching where our competitors are just focused still on this tourist section for us, we're shifting the vehicles that's not being used to these uh, equity zones to get used. And then since we're since we're always shifting in real time, whenever we do have a crazy demand like, you know, a Beyonce concert happening. Yeah. So we'll pull those vehicles and then we'll go and meet that demand. But right after we're backing those equity zones and giving people access to safe and affordable transportation. 
you you kind of hinted at this a little bit in your your uh, remarks, but you are also working on getting permitted, working more closely with communities. And although I think most communities now require Bird and Lime and the others to play along, that wasn't always well, that wasn't how they started at all, right? They just started dropping scooters in the middle of town because there really wasn't a lot that said you couldn't, so they did. Uh, now, uh, tell us a little bit about how you work with communities. So right now, working with the city requires a permit. So we take it a step a step further. So we go in and we acquire these, these permits. It's not the Wild Wild West anymore where, where Bird line they went dropped off a thousand scooters in the city and the cities had no clue what to do with it but the people loved it so it's nothing like that now you have to obtain a permit and right now we hold eight permits but we uh we we go get the permit from the market and then within the city we find different communities different different neighborhoods that's you know that that has uh, that a need for uh, transportation options. So then we break down on a community level and we meet with these community leaders and we find hubs and we station these hubs so that the community can have, have access. That's fantastic. Now, uh, the, you are now raising money on WeFunder. Uh, what can you tell us about your campaign uh, today? So, which is absolutely perfect because we just launched our, our, our campaign yesterday. We just went live. Um, we just crossed 120,000 in, um, in uh, investments. You know, we're, we're looking, we're looking to, to keep the momentum going. Uh, right now, people can invest at uh, the company's valued at 20 million, but the first 250,000 that's invested gets invested at a 15 million dollar valuation cap and that's huge because it's the same exact valuation cap that the outside vc uh, investors invested in uh, and it's wide open you can go to WeFunder right now and invest this isn't our first time crowdfunding so we did crowdfund for in total we've raised over from crowdfunding we raised over 1.5 million from the public platforms and a little over 800,000 from uh, uh, private investors. But um, we're, we're excited to be launching, relaunching on WeFunder, and we're, we're looking for a major success. Well, this is exciting stuff, and uh, we, we congratulate you for your great work. Um, Listen, everyone, I am uh, thrilled to be here today with Emil Nani, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back to talk to Emil about his superpower, and you, you don't want to miss this part, so stick around. Learn how to make money with your crowdfund investing at the September Super Crowd Hour webinar. Drawing on decades of finance experience, I'll teach you how to make money, not just a difference. You will increase your impact by increasing your financial returns. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today 
superpowers number four good.com hi i'm julianne meyer the host of own your wellness and you can watch my show on mondays and thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m pacific on achieve tv right here on e360 tv remember there's more to health and wellness than broccoli and burpees Welcome back, everyone. It is great to be here today with uh, Emil Nani. He's the founder and CEO of Boaz Bikes. We're excited to have him as a guest. Uh, Emil, uh, you have really done a lot. You know, you have created a, a great track record with Boaz Bikes, but this isn't your first rodeo. You're a successful serial entrepreneur. Uh, you, you, you've excelled at a lot of areas. And, athletics and academically, I mean, you really are uh, an impressive human being. And uh, we're grateful that you take time to be on the show. Uh, but tell us, what do you see as your superpower? Oh, my superpower, I guess, will be um, I don't quit. I don't, I don't, I don't give up. Losing is is not an option. It's not in my vocabulary. I, I, I go, I go and get it done. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you know. I'm, I'm, I'm super special. I just believe I can, I can, I can take, I can take the pain. And if I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, I just keep trucking along until I, I, I see it. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, not quitting is a great superpower. That perseverance is, uh, in so many cases, it's the deciding factor between success and failure, right? Uh, one more effort uh, uh, is famously uh, the deciding feature of, of success. So I, I congratulate, congratulate you on having that superpower. Uh, can you think of a specific example of something you feel like you've accomplished that you're proud of because you refuse to quit? Wow. I mean, it's a long line of, of stuff, but um, Boaz. So when I started Boaz back in 2018, um, I ran another transportation startup, which is where I, I was exposed to the venture capital world that, so when I started Boaz, I, I bootstrapped it, so I self-funded it with with the little cash that I had left, and I built the app, um, built the first prototype, went out to uh, Silicon Valley trying to raise capital, and I mean, I sent my pitch deck probably to like a, a thousand people. I messaged everybody I possibly could on, on LinkedIn, and I would go to these offices. I'll find the offices in San Francisco, and I'll I'll go to these offices and trying to get in and trying to set meetings. And it was this is 2018, the end of 2018, and um, and nobody would meet with me. I mean, I spent maybe four days there, spent all of my money already on the on the prototype and building the building the app and the platform. So little little money little money left i drove there with the prototype in my in my back seat and uh wouldn't meet with me nobody nobody would, would meet with me it was horrible i tried everything i tried sneaking up uh to to in the elevator and i couldn't couldn't get through i mean it was it was devastating and i had to drive from all the way from california back to to texas with 
you know, with no investment what whatsoever. And um, at that point, I just knew I was done. It was it was like, you know, I, I tried. You hear these stories about people going to different areas and then and they're, they're giving it their all. And you hear these success stories and it didn't happen for me. But on that ride back, I didn't give up. I got back to uh, Texas and opened up the first uh, family and friends round. And I raised 350000 So, um, yeah, I could have given up after that huge failure in, in San Francisco, but I, I didn't. Yeah, that, that is a great example. That is a great example. It really illustrates the power of persistence. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I wonder, as you think about this, right, as a CEO, you've got staff, you've got people you're working with, uh, and you've had that experience since you started your first business at 17. How do you coach people to be more persistent, to not quit, to keep working to find that solution? Because clearly you've got to imbue some of that spirit in the people who are working on your team. Yeah, have have to. So I just use my, myself as, as an example and um, with, I mean, it's been so many ventures that I've, I've, I've ran uh, throughout my, my lifetime. So every chance that I, I get, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, they call me boss, man. I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, the, the CEO, but it's always a coaching and mentoring uh, moment whenever I'm with the team. So every chance I get, you know, I'm, I'm using my life as an example of, hey, how you can turn things around, how, how you can move and shift things in your favor. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really that, that guy who wants everyone to win. So, uh, when I'm talking to my, my team, it's always a, a push on, on, Hey, I want you to do better. You know, I'm not hiding any secrets. Hey, this is what I did. Now you can go do this as well. So if they aspire to, to do, to do anything and they come to me for any type of advice, they're getting that, 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 that raw, you know, unedited cut version. And I'm always using my life as an example of, Hey, this is how I persevered. This is how I got over. This is what I did. This is how I look at things. If I'm in your shoes, then this is probably how I would act as well. And uh, I'm loving every every bit of it. I, and I, I love the team that, that I'm currently working with and all of the supporters and team members I've had in these last ventures. Um, absolutely love them. And then they follow me on, online. So when I see them doing great things, it's just a, a testament to the relationship and and what I was able to uh, instill in them over the years. Well, you're, you know, you are a great role model and a great example. And I appreciate you pointing that out. Can you share another story that would help us uh, tune in, hone in a little bit more on what makes Emil Nani great so that we can use you more effectively as a role model in our lives as we're looking at, trying to overcome the challenges in our own lives. Uh, can you think of another example to help illustrate that? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, I mean, what, what makes me great? You know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the normal, I'm the normal guy. And, um, you know, and I, and I feel like, I feel like by, by me just not, not giving up is probably the edge that I, I, I have. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if if 
if there's anything that 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 really makes me great or or you know a scenario that I I can tell that makes me stand out and be great, I think it's really just you know having that having that why whatever whatever that yeah. why is. So let's drill down on that. It seems to me that what you're saying here is that the having a powerful why is an important part of motivating yourself through a challenge. Is that right? Most, most definitely. Most. Okay. Most, okay. Most. Um, so perhaps is I put wanted to put words in your mouth, but but our when when you were in Silicon Valley looking for capital, and you know this was a time tragically, I mean, venture capitalists in Silicon Valley at that time were throwing money at Burden Lime. They could not get into those deals fast enough. They raised what half a billion dollars each, something like that. It was crazy numbers at huge valuations, which yeah. by the way, they have not lived up to. Right. Um, right. Uh, so um, it had to be daunting to, to, to be in a town where you knew, frankly, white dudes were having no problem uh, raising money for their scooter business, your better scooter, not so much, not so much. What was, I mean, it's hard to not say the world just hates me. It's not fair. Systemic racism. I give up. So what was it that motivated you through that? What was your why? Yeah. So <laughs> I, my 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 family. So what I didn't tell you in that story is that um, when I, I drove there, I drove there with my wife and um, my my little girl, and you know she's like one at at the time, and and I'm, and I'm driving there, so I'm driving there from Texas to to California, and I just knew, and I'm telling my wife that I'm going to close this deal. Not not only, I mean, we're we're you know we're we're new. It's a new space. Our sit down scooter is is better. I'm coming over there with with traction. I've already put all of our money into it, so losing was not an option. And I'm I'm telling her the whole time, like you know, we're going to close this, these these deals when we get there. Um, and to 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 get there and to not close anything. Uh, and we're talking about new technology. So I had swappable batteries. Boaz, we were the first shared scooter company to come out with swappable batteries in 2018. Nobody had it. It's 2023 now. And now the competitors are just now introducing swappable battery technology into their fleets. But So this is just, just point to the fact of how innovative we were um, early on. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get in, I couldn't get anything. So my wife driving back, my wife and my kid was in the car with me and it was like, I can't give up. You know, we're talking, we're talking about a quarter, a quarter million, um, all invested into this, this venture. How can I quit? So, you know, giving up was, was most definitely not, not an option for me. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, it's, it is a powerful story. I, I appreciate you sharing that and putting a little bit of uh, 
more color around that for us. As you think about uh, your business, I want to invite you to invite our audience to uh, learn more. So tell us how you can, how, how they can uh, learn more, how they can invest, how they can rent a scooter, et cetera, et cetera. You've got about one minute for that. Sweet. So the markets that we're in, Detroit, Michigan is our main market. We're also in Arizona. We're in Tempe, Scottsdale, and Chandler, Arizona. If you're in any of those markets, you most definitely ride a scooter. Plano, Texas, Tarleton University, and we just received the contract for Orange County, Florida. So Orlando, here we come. You can invest at wefunder.com forward slash boaz.bite. You can invest right now. Our crowdfund is open. You can visit us online for more info, boazbikes.com. And I absolutely love you. Thank you guys for the opportunity. And we are going to build a unicorn out of Boaz and I will not quit. Let's do it. All righty. Great message. Uh, Emil, thank you so much for being here. We want to wish you every success, not only with your crowdfunding campaign, but with growing that business. Let's make it into a unicorn, okay? Let's do it. Thank you. All righty. Now, let's do some good.